This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, Women, Wealth, and Wow. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will introduce you to Kathleen Gage of Power Up for Profits. This interview is different from any I have ever done before because I don't really know Kathleen much at all. But you know, that's part of the fun of bringing you this podcast. I get to meet people who have positively influenced me and then I get to introduce you to them. Let me tell you a little bit about how I met Kathleen and why I think it's important that you know about her. I honestly don't remember who told me about Kathleen Gage, but somehow I ended up on her email list. One day, I received an email announcing that Kathleen was hosting a one-time webinar on how to fill your events with happy attendees. The webinar would not be recorded, and you didn't have to sign up to attend. All you had to do was show up. I was intrigued, and the topic was right, and the time was right, so I showed up. Not only did I ask Kathleen a few questions about some of my upcoming events and got some great answers, by the way, but I also had such a great time chatting with her that I didn't want to hang up the phone. She is one of the most authentic and truly transparent entrepreneurs I have ever met online. And because you all know how important I think it is that you leverage your personality and your unique story into your marketing campaigns, I wanted you to hear from her firsthand how she does this and why she thinks it's positively imperative that you do the same. So sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Kathleen Gage and consider how you can use your one-of-a-kind story and amazing personality to build your platform and solidify your business and your brand for the long term. You can get a summary of this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 16. I'll be right back with Kathleen Gage. I am so excited to introduce you to Kathleen Gage from Power Up for Profits. Kathleen, how are you today? Donna Maria, I am great and excited to be here. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Thank you. Now, I just want to let everyone know really quickly how I met you. This is like truly an internet business relationship. I have never met Kathleen in person, but I have been subscribed to her newsletter and I enjoy her webinars when she has them and I love her philosophy I love her approach, I love the strategies that she shares, and I love her generosity, and I said more people in my network need to know her, and here we are. Well, it is great to be here. You know, it's so interesting when you were saying that we've never met face-to-face, I was thinking about uh, The Wizard of Oz, where we're all behind this giant curtain and uh, doing our magic, basically, so it is really exciting to be here. Well, Kathleen, you know, and I want to share this, too, because 
I will tell you what really tipped me over the edge in terms of wanting to know you better and wanting to introduce you to as many people as I possibly could. And it may surprise you what it is. Maybe it won't. One day we were, you were hosting a webinar and I've been to three or four of them now and I can't remember which one this, this was, but you were talking about having rescued, I think it was a dog. I'm not sure if you live on a farm or whatever it is, but you were talking about your partner and you had rescued an animal. Yes. And the animal had, I think, had recently passed away. And so you were sharing a little bit about your experience, you know, with this animal that you had loved. And I remember thinking, this is amazing that this woman has created a business that allows her to connect her love for this animal with what she's sharing with us about how to be successful in business. And that, to me, is one of the things that's like the epitome of being a, a woman in business today with, a, with an internet-related business that you can tie those things together and help people while you also be transparent and be yourself and open about your life. Well, you know, it's so interesting because uh, speaking of webinars, I have a, a membership program and I'm doing a webinar for them very soon and it's all about trends. And one of the trends that Forbes magazine has talked about, Forbes.com, is the need to be transparent. And the more that we show our transparency and who we are, the more we attract that community of people who love what we're doing. We love what they're doing. And as a matter of fact, we have a lot of animals that we've rescued. We've got three horses, three dogs, and one cat now. We had two cats about two weeks ago, but one got pretty ill and old age. Um, and most of the animals that we have are rescues. And yes, I do live on a small ranch. Uh, we have five acres out in Oregon. Um, and animal rescue is definitely one of my passions. I have more passions, but that is one of the big ones. And Kathleen, I'd like to get your thoughts as we pursue our Women, Wealth, and Wow series here on, and I'm not saying that men can't make this connection, but there seems to be something special and unique about the way a woman can use technology to make all these connections fire like you do, where you connect your life, your transparency with things that matter to you personally with what it is that you have to offer. I'd like your thoughts on how empowering that is and where you see that sort of dynamic leading us as women entrepreneurs into the future. Well, that's a great question, Donna Maria. And one of the things I, I believe is that women are natural connectors, uh, that we tend to do more connecting and relationship building than oftentimes men do. And yet, I am seeing a lot of men that are tying their passions into their business. My own business coach, uh, I, I just recently hired a new business coach, and he is very much in alignment with what his passions are to what his business is all about. And he's an old-time Internet marketer. He's probably one of the originals that was online many, many years ago before most of us even knew that it existed. But I think with women, what it is is that we're finally giving ourselves permission to do what we're here to do. And the reason being is many women are watching other women do it. So it's kind of the early adopters and the trendsetters, they're the ones who were the leaders and now other women are following their lead and they're creating their own trendsetting model and their own leadership model. So I, I think a lot of it is women have finally given themselves permission and also a lot of the older women and by older I'm talking 50 plus, 60 plus, I'm going to be 61 in a couple of months and 
uh, in that you kind of get to a point where you say, what's, you know, what, what's holding me back? Why, why was I so fearful for so many years? And you just get to a place, at least I have, where life is too short. You just want to go out and do what you're here to do. I love what you said about women watching other women. And, you know, it's such a spiritual experience, really, because as I talk to you, I don't, you know, I don't know you, Kathleen, but I feel like I do. <laughs> and I feel as though, I mean, we've exchanged a few emails. We obviously had to do that in order to set this up. But as I watch you grow your business, Power Up for Profits, and you do, you're so authentic in terms of your sharing. And you know what, you go above and beyond what, you know, a typical person does. So for example, every now and then I get these emails from you that say, okay, one time only two o'clock, I'm answering questions. We're starting now. We're not recording it. Let's go. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I, I love that. And, and, and that's great because, you know, most, most of the time, honestly, I've got to enter my email and then I got to get an email and I got to register. And that's not always bad. I'm not saying it is. And I get that. But what I love about the, the example that you're setting is that you are also able to just say, you know what, hey, I feel like doing this right now and I can fire up my computer and I can let everybody know that I want to share my knowledge with people now. So join me. <laughs> You know, and, and it's interesting because the response to that has been really positive. And it is one of those things of, you know, I've got some extra time today and I would love to just hop on the phone with my community and share ideas and answer questions. And 99.9% .9 of the people love that. And every so often I'll get somebody who says, well, you didn't give me enough time and it's not fair that you're re not recording it. And it's they, they really are finding every limitation as to why it's a bad thing that I offered this. And I, I just respond and say, well, you know, this is just something that's kind of added value that I give to my community. And one thing I know, Donna Maria, is that you can't please everybody. No matter what you do, no matter how much integrity you have in what you're doing, you're always going to find somebody that will disapprove of what you're doing. They're going to criticize what you're doing. And one of the things I work with my clients on and my community is to really understand that the more visible you become, you and you have to become visible to do your life's work. I really believe that. And the more visible you become, the more you set yourself up for the critics. And you just have to take that with a grain of salt. You just have to say that's part of the territory and not take it personally. Kathleen, I read a blog post the other day about the importance of separating your business life from your personal life as a woman. Your business from your family, from, I don't know, whatever else you may have going on in your personal life. I know that's a, you know, a broad question, but I want your general thoughts on that. Um, because the, the more I talk with people like you about what we just talked about, which is, I love what you're doing as an entrepreneur, but I also love this personal side of you, which you know, has enhanced what, you know, my, my relationship, my internet, my virtual relationship with you. What are your thoughts on that sort of separation? And how do we as women approach that in a healthy way? That's a really interesting question and an interesting perspective, because in a lot of ways, that's the old model of doing business, you know, keep everything separate and live in silos. And what I know to be true is the more authentic and transparent I am in an appropriate way. There's certain things that I don't need to share with my community. 
Um, and yet there are things that by sharing it, I become more of a real person to them. I become more of a, more authentic. Uh, for example, when I was caretaking my mother, I shared some of that on my blog. I shared it with uh, clients and there was a deeper appreciation for what I was going through, what they were going through. And I'm going to be uh, actually for my 61st birthday, I'm training for a marathon. And I'm going to be sharing a lot about that for older women who are really wanting to take control of their physical fitness. And I know that there will be people that will be very attracted to that because they're going through the same thing in their life. So I don't necessarily agree with, actually, I don't agree with keeping everything separate because I believe that's what's caused a lot of the problems that we have in the world, that separation, instead of really looking at the similarities that we have and allowing people to see into who we really are. And that there's a definition of intimacy, which is into me see, intimacy into me see. And so as appropriate you can, I believe, can share aspects of your life. For example, I have a life partner. We've been together 25 years. We got legally married about six months ago. And that's something that's important for me not to keep hidden because for many years I did, and there it was a separation in my own life. Now, what's interesting is as I became more transparent about that, there were people who didn't want anything to do with me, and yet other people who were very attracted to that and said, thank you for the honesty. Uh, you know, I have a brother who's gay, or I have a, a parent who's gay. And it just opened up different dialogue. I love that you, that you shared about that because... What I have found, and I'd like your comment on this too, is that in, in talking to women who at first are starting a business and feeling very tentative about that into me see sort of approach, it, it seems like it takes a little while. They're not very patient with, with themselves about it either because the silo has been there for so long. But it's almost like after maybe 12, 13 months in business, sort of a light bulb goes off where maybe they take a little bit of a step outside that silo and they see some results or they see someone maybe tweeting or Facebooking, wow, it's so great to get a glimpse into the behind the curtain of what you do. And something suddenly starts to click where they're able to put together their business and their personal lives into a, I would say, a holistic package that can then be delivered to their customer. So it's not just here's business, I can show you this, or here's my product, I can show you this. It's I can bring you an experience that includes a little bit of me and, and some of what you're buying, and together that enhances your life more than I could do alone or more than just my product or my service could do. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those that are able to accomplish that in 12 to 13 months, your quick studies, because it only took me about 12 to 15 years. So, <laughs> Maybe uh, I, I was I being a little generous with the time frame. But, but quite seriously, it is about, um, first of all, laying a foundation, a solid professional foundation, and establishing your credibility. It's not coming out, you know, with all guns blaring that, you know, here's who I am, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to just be who I am no matter what. It's really about... Uh, establishing the fact that you are an expert at what you do, that you do bring something to the, the business table, and part of what you bring, and a big part of what you bring, is yourself. But it, it also is having successes under your belt, having a track record, and it's so interesting because I, I've often heard people say, well, when I get to X level of success, 
then I will be myself. And the reality is, is you will not get to the highest level of success until you are yourself. So it's kind of counterintuitive where you want to be yourself first, and then everything tends to fall into place. Because why would we want to do business with people who don't like us for who we are? I, I can't figure that one out. And yet for years, I did that. It was like I would really uh, hide behind all these protective curtains. And I, I was wearing the business suits. And I had a mentor a few years ago who said, get rid of the business suits, you don't need to wear them. And now when I do presentations, I'm in Levi's Western boots, a, bla a blazer, a blouse. And that's my that's my branding, actually, because that is who I am. So who you see at the grocery store is going to be the same person that you see on this uh, this conversation. You will not get to the next level of your business until you're who you are. I just and had to say to that next again. level quicker by yeah. being who you are. That's worth pausing because I, I really just want that to sink in. Uh, to me, of course, I, I love hearing that you said that, but also for our audience and people who are listening to just even just now, just close your eyes and think about what Kathleen just said and how you can layer that strategy on top of your business. What can you change? What can you tweak so that, that you can enjoy what she's describing? I mean, if, you know, I, I love your you know, I think I do remember those suits too, Kathleen, from, oh, from yeah. a while back. Um, <laughs> I like the cowboy boots and the hot pink shirt. That's just really, Thank you. really Thank good. You. But, uh, yeah, I wore my fair, fair share of suits because I was in yeah. a corporate environment. And it, it's interesting because even corporate environments are changing today compared mm -hmm. to what they used to be. Uh, I was just reading a statistic that by the year two, 2030, uh, about 78% of the workforce will be millennials. And that, that puts a whole different flavor to how we do business. So the, the old way of the blue suits with the red tie for the IBM kind of look, that's a thing of the past in many cases. And there are some very, very successful people who have never put a business suit on. So I, I think really what's important for people to look at is what is the kind of life that you want to design for yourself, uh, whether it be where you live, whether it be the kind of relationships that you have, what you contribute to your community, and are you willing to do what it takes to create a lifestyle business? Rather than just saying, I want to make X amount of revenue, what does that revenue do for you? And also, going into the whole revenue topic, it would be, what are your profit margins? Um, are you running your business like a business? Because I see a lot of people that they actually are running more of a practice than they are a business, which nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with running a practice, but even in running a practice, you have to run it like a business. And that's an, an area that many people need a lot of help in. Well, and let's talk about that too a little bit. Um, your business is Power Up for Profits, and you talk about helping people to uh, achieve the visibility, the reach, and the profits and the revenue that they want. I mean, to me, when I look at the year that we're in and where we're going as as a society, but women in particular, the sky is the limit when it comes to where we can go with profits, where our talents, our gifts, our passions, and what we have to offer are concerned. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we are our own limitation. And when you look at all that's available via the internet and all the different markets that are opening up, all the segments of different markets. For example, I was uh, on this um, webinar that I'm going to be conducting 
on trends. I was looking at dating sites and not that I need a dating site, but I was just looking at what are the trends in dating sites. There's a dating site called farmersonly.com or something like that. And it's specifically for people in the farming industry who want to date other people in the farming industry. And I thought, isn't that interesting? And it's a huge, huge, huge market. Who would have thought? And so oftentimes people, again, they're going by the old rules and they're saying, okay, I have to do it the way that we used to do it instead of saying, what are the new rules that we have and can I change some of the rules and can I make some of my own rules? So really, regardless of what your interest is, one of the biggest markets right now out there is the juicing market. It's huge. Uh, women in marathons is a huge market. And these are all areas that I have an interest in as far as the juicing and the women in marathons. So I've been studying it quite a bit. And it's shocking to see how big it is. And years ago, who would have thought that those would have been specific markets? Right. And you can find those niches and then a niche within the niche and a niche within the niche. And you can just drill it down to the point where you can create enough business, but still have the kind of life that you want. Because you're not serving everyone. You're not growing to this billion, trillion, nothing wrong with that if that's what you want, but it's not something that you have to do in order to be successful, quote unquote, in your particular business. Right. And you just hit on it if that's what you want. And I think a good place for people to start is with what they want. If I could design the ideal business, what would that look like? And then being willing to take the action behind the desire. Because what a lot of people do is they say they want something, but they're not willing to take the action. For example, in this marathon that I'm training for, I'm going to be doing a lot of heavy-duty training. And there will be days that I may not feel like putting on the tennis shoes and going out walking, but I have to do five miles that day. Well, I have to really look at if I don't take that walk am I sabotaging my success? It's the same in business. If you say you want X amount of revenue, whatever that may be, what do you need to do to make that happen? And are you willing to do it? For example, it could be that you need to pick up the phone and call people. Mm -hmm. And I, I have one client that was really struggling. And I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go into your database. I want you to pull out 100 people that are potential clients. You've either done business with them before, you haven't talked to them in a while, or they are good potential clients. And I want you to pick up the phone and dial for dollars. She had her best month ever when she did that. And so we were evaluating and she goes, well, these were people I already knew. And it's like, wait a minute, you, you generated revenue because you took the action, but she wanted to go off and chase a bright, shiny object. I said, no, keep dialing for dollars because it's in the repetitive tasks that we often find our success. The power of the repetition. That is so Absolutely. true. Kathleen, how do you define wealth? Hmm. Oh, that is such a great question. I would say for me, the first thing is to have my spiritual house in order, because if I don't have my spiritual house in order, nothing else makes sense. And so with that, that's the foundation of being very um, committed in my, my personal relationship and honoring that commitment that I've made. Uh, a wealthy lifestyle to me uh, means that I can do the things that I want to do when I want to do them, drive the kind of car I want to drive, because there is a material element to a wealthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's also creating experiences that are the kind of experiences I want to create, but it also includes my health, it includes my finances, my emotional well-being, my relationships, uh, all of that 
And again, it goes back to what you said earlier about a holistic approach to what we're doing. So to me, the way I define wealth is a life that is designed based on what my values are and based on the experiences I want to create. Now let's talk to some of our listeners, Kathleen, who have some of the things on your list, but not all of the things on your list. How can we encourage them? Because I agree with what you said in terms of you know the, the holistic approach to it. There is a material element to it, but it's not all material. And sometimes I find ourselves as women sort of going down this list, and if we can't tick off everything on the list, we become discouraged and we become defeated. Um, and I don't know about you, but certainly I can look on that list and on any one day, it could be all, all check marks. But on some days, there's like no check marks. Um, but that doesn't change the trajectory. It doesn't change where it is that I'm going. Can you help people? Because I know you must have to do that sometimes too, every day, just Absolutely. everything on the list. How can you encourage from your experience as an entrepreneur so many years serving people at Power Up for Profits, how can you encourage our listeners who are feeling like, oh, well, she's got all those things and I can't get all those things. How, how can we reach people and encourage them and lift them up when they feel like they want to be a certain place, but they're checking off lists and they don't, they don't have the ability to check off everything today? Well, I, I, one thing is, uh, what a great question, first of all. And one thing is to realize that you're probably not going to be able to check off everything every single day. Uh, I think once we're, we're dead and gone, that's when we check them all off. But quite seriously, it, it's starting from a place of gratitude, being grateful for what we do have. And mm. that's something I had a mentor who taught me many, many years ago. And I come from a place in my life that in my 20s, I... I made some very, very poor choices in my life, and I actually ended up without a roof over my head. I was unemployable in a bad way. Now I'm unemployable in a good way. But at that time, I just couldn't get my life together, and little by little, I was starting to. And I had a mentor who um, I was complaining about, you know, I, I don't have a big enough place to live. And at that time, it was about a 300-square-foot room that I was living in with a little kitchenette. And she said, do you have a roof over your head? I said, yeah, but. And she goes, do you have food in the refrigerator? I said, yeah, but. And she goes, do you have uh, a bed to sleep in? Yeah, but. And she goes, the only but you should have is the one you sit on. The rest of it you should be grateful for. Because a grateful heart is a heart that can create more. The more I express what I have to be grateful for, the more I have to be grateful for. And many times we base what we think we want on what other people's standards are. So the first thing to do is really get clear on what's important to you. For example, I live out in a very rural community. We have a little farmhouse, and it's a funky old farmhouse. And we invest a lot of money in our animals. I mean, our animals are so well taken care of. And I, I thought, you know, okay, I've chosen that area to put my money into rather than having the million dollar home. Mm -hmm. And now we have a nice home, but it's not in, in a city. It's not with the uh, beautifully groomed garden. I have a beautiful garden, but it's a country home. And so those are the compromises that I've chosen to make. And so I think what's really important is for people, first of all, to say, what is it that really would make me happy? Not other people, but what would make me happy? What would contribute to the path that I want to travel? And then to realize that we are human. Um, I think sometimes we get into this space where we think we're supposed to be superhuman. And there are human emotions that come with being women. I mean, and as we go through certain changes in our life, there's other emotions that we never thought we'd deal with. Mm. So 
we're dealing with real issues. And first of all, it's to lighten up on ourselves, but also to be tough on ourselves when we need to be. Wow. So I, I love how you put that describing once again, it's, it's worth repeating. And I know you've said it a few times, the importance that the critical starting point is what you want. And, and, you know, like Kathleen, get off the Facebook feed and seeing what makes everybody else happy and their beautiful sunrise over the ocean. Where do you want your sunrise to be? And what can you do to, Absolutely. to, to put it there? So this is and great. So probably got that picture off of clip art anyway. No. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes that happens. Well, you know, there are these articles out there that talk about um, there have always been articles like this, but I think more so now because we get to see glimpses, as we talked about earlier, behind the curtain. We can see, you know, how the garden looks and we can, or at least how you how that piece, that corner of it looks that you put in the frame on the picture, right? <laughs> Which right. may not represent the whole thing. And, and that's your whole point, right? Is that, you know, enjoy that. It's visual candy. It's a good thing. But if it, if it penetrates you in a way that makes you feel like your desire must not be enough, then it really is deflating at the end of the day. So knowing what you want and defining it and then taking that out into the world is, you know, putting putting the horse before the cart like it's supposed to be. You know, and, and one of the things that I believe is very important is to not compare our insides to somebody else's outsides. Oh, and good with that, you know, a lot of time, I know that for me, when I was starting to get my life together and I said, if I could only make X amount of money and I started making that amount of money and I thought all my problems would be solved if I could make that amount of money. And I was making that amount of money and then I looked at somebody who made double what I made and I thought, I'm a failure. Or when I got to $100,000, yeah. I thought, when I get to 100000 life is going to be great. Right. And then I'd compare myself to somebody making a half a million dollars. Well, mm -hmm. I must be a failure. And so we have to be really careful who we're comparing ourselves to and mm -hmm. really how happy they are. Um, because... Yes. I know for me, I have a very simple life. When I look at everything and I strip it all away, my life is simple. I, I wake up, I do what I'm here to do, I take care of my animals, I, I just live a, a, a good life, a happy life. And I look at some other people who, again, it's the whole Facebook thing, they put things up on Facebook and they, they put this projection out how great their life is, but then you look behind their life and you realize there are things in their life they're miserable around and yet they're not letting people know that. So you really need to be very careful, again, how you compare yourself with what people are posting on Facebook, what pictures they're putting up, uh, what kind of car they're driving. You know, for me, the ultimate was getting a certain kind of car. I got that car and I thought, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, and yet it's a nice car, but yeah. I'm not attached to it. And I think that's where part of the secret to my success is, mm -hmm. is not being attached to the things that I have. Well, and at Power Up for Profit, speaking of your success, um, and I know you have more than one website, but this is the main one where mm -hmm. you can subscribe to Kathleen's newsletter. She's got a blog there. Um, Kathleen, you help people build businesses, and you really help them to put some uh, for lack of a better term, put some wow into their businesses, helping them get their messages out to the world. No matter what you sell, you have to be able to do that. What's your number one tip to helping people 
create a message that wows their customers around the products and services they want to sell. The number one tip that I have is to realize that if you're not willing to step outside of your comfort zone, you're doing yourself and your market a disservice. If you truly believe that you have something that's going to make a difference in people's lives, you need to be willing to put yourself out there in a pretty big way. So that would be the number one tip. Uh, And another thing about really having a wow message is to look at those things that are your passions. Um, I have one client I'm working with her right now. We're getting her out of the business suits. And she loves storytelling. She loves kayaking. She loves hiking. And she loves a lot of outdoor kind of stuff. None of that is in her messaging. And I said, you need to pull that into your messaging because wouldn't it be just so juicy to be able to do business with people who have similar types of interests rather than Mm. not being able to talk about that at all? So a lot of it is looking at where their passions are outside of business and incorporating that into some of their messaging. For example, with this marathon thing that I'm doing, I actually, with my new business coach, we've been talking about the messaging that I can do and the journey I can take people on by creating a blog that is specific to that. Wow. And so there we come full circle. We have totally come full circle because what you've just described at the end is what you talked about at the beginning. And that is the the combination, the... Um, the synergy, if you will, that comes when you combine what it is that you have to offer with who it is you are and how that morphs over time. Like this, this marathon thing is, sounds like it's new for you. And so you're going to figure out some new ways to incorporate that into your message. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you about five and a half years ago, I was uh, training for a marathon. And in my third month of training, I broke my ankle. And at the time, I was so disappointed because I was up to about 15, 18 miles a day that, you know, if I wanted to do a long day, that's what it would be. And I was really disappointed in divine intervention was such that within a week or two after I broke my ankle, my dad was diagnosed with brain and lung cancer. And four weeks later, he passed away because of having the broken ankle. It stopped me long enough to get out of my own way and to be there in full service to my dad. So at that time, I, I didn't get it. It was like, well, why did I break my ankle? I must be so clumsy. I must be klutzy. That had nothing to do with it. It really was a way to literally stop me in my tracks. So it's been five and a half years, and I finally said, you know, enough is enough. Enough time has passed. This is something I've been wanting to do, so I'm going to commit to it. And, yes, I will be able to take the lessons from mm-hmm. the training that I get there to incorporate it into how I run my business. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing from your experiences and also for being such a good example of what you preach, the authenticity and the transparency that you have demonstrated and and how it has helped you build your business and how we can incorporate it into our own. Kathleen, tell us a little bit about where we can go to learn more about your events that you have coming up, subscribe to your newsletter, and also I think you have a new Facebook group for uh, marathoners as well. Tell us a little bit about those things. I do. Um, They can go to my website, uh, www.powerupforprofits.com, and that'll lead you to just about everywhere that I have information. You can access some uh, free gifts. And on Facebook, I believe it's called, I don't even know the name of the Facebook page, but Marathoning, uh, Marathons and Marathoning for Women, I think I called it. And if you can't find it, just Facebook me, private message me at Kathleen Gage, and I'll, I'll get you hooked into that. 
Great, great. And if you go to powerupforprofits.com, everyone, right on the right-hand side, you can see Twitter, LinkedIn, all, all the rest of them there if you want to connect with Kathleen. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for, you know, Kathleen, just personally, I want to say, thank you for being a visible human being who happens to be a woman that is pursuing her passion and helping other people do the same thing. That is that is what we're all about here on this show. But I think more importantly, the bigger message is that as women, no matter what it is that we are offering to the world, we can do exactly what you've done and layer ourselves on top of that. We have a different product. We're a different person. But the example that you're setting is a great one to follow. And you make it so authentic. We can follow your blog. We can follow your Facebook. We can see your template, so to speak. And then we can massage it for our own purposes and create something of our own and stand a little bit on your shoulders there. Thank you so much for that. My absolute pleasure. And thank you for inviting me to have this conversation. It's been delightful. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Kathleen Gage, and I hope you got some great inspiration and ideas for how you can use who you are as a person to help solidify and grow your business and your brand. That was so much fun. And hey, you know, if you enjoy our podcast, please do me the honor of giving us a little tweet. Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love. And if you're logged into Twitter, it'll be easy for you to show us some love. Thank you so much for joining today. And I look forward to seeing you next time. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love. <music>